Ah, and here we are, October already. It's uh, actually rather surprising how fast time has flown, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, this is Wes Bros, and no, McLean is not here. This is a solo episode, because uh, McLean was not available the other night. Something about um, sleep, like he wanted to, like, rest himself. <laughs> I don't know, some weird, some weird thing he's doing these days. Frankly, sounds like a bit of an addiction to me, like an unhealthy behavior. Like, oh, I have to lay in this position for, like, 12 hours, or, or else I don't feel good. I don't know, sounds a little weird to me. Just saying. But anyway, I have a few things to discuss. Well, really one thing, but also another thing before that. Hold on a second. First of all, the vegans. The vegans are they're just out of control. I don't know what's going on with them, guys. Something something's up. They've uh, they've they've been getting well, I think it's the specific group. It's called uh, Direct Action Everywhere. They're a, a special little group of vegans. Just they just they're special. They're special. They like doing the protests and doing the extreme stuff. <clears throat> But you recall, over the summer, they, uh, I think it was them who stormed the stage at the, uh, hot dog eating contest and Joey Chestnut choked one out. And then, they, uh, they decided to, uh, do a protest at, what was it? It was the opening night, NFL opening game. Uh, yeah, and, uh, one of those dorks just ran onto the field with a, uh, pink, pink flare. Oh, no, there was a couple of them. Anyway, well, the, so, the idea behind these little stunts, um... Oh, I bring this up because last night they just did it again on Monday Night Football. And uh, I believe they stormed a, uh, what was it? It was a Timberwolves game recently. I think that's a basketball team, I think. So anyway, yeah, they've just been getting crazy the last few months. The, the funny thing, though, is what, what they're trying to do is raise awareness. You know, I believe last night. The idea was they're they're mad about this uh, couple of people going on trial for stealing pigs from a farm, which you know they claim. Well, we have the right to rescue them. It's like no, you you stole livestock. But anyway, they were protesting that. The idea is they're trying to raise awareness, but it's just the worst possible way to go about it because when whenever anybody who sees it on on the television broadcast, they don't actually show the people who are doing it. Because it's the policy not to show the streakers, right? To don't want to encourage copycats. They don't show it, and and you really have to dig to find out what the motivations were, what they were actually. Most people, most outlets say, oh, it was just some fan rushing the field, but they just assume it was just some idiot just trying to get noticed. I actually had to because I I had a suspicion because it was the same pink flare the guy had that was uh that was on the uh, opening NFL game last night so i was like yeah this is probably the vegans again so i had to type in the specific search string i think it was like uh nfl uh protester animal rights before i could find one there was just one article that actually said yeah they were protesting this animal rights thing so i i really don't think they're accomplishing what they think they're accomplishing but you know what vegans you go right ahead i i won't bring it up now but over on r slash vegan they were calling him a they were calling him a real man a real manly man for doing that oh i didn't even mention the funniest part he got trucked the dude got trucked by uh bobby wagner for the rams he just laid him out man and everyone's laughing at him. I really don't think you're accomplishing much by running out onto the field and just getting absolutely wasted by a 300-pound NFL player. Oh, boy. That was pretty fun to see. But anyway, we're not really here to talk about the vegans. I just thought I'd bring that up because it you know, just, just happened. We're here to talk about the fats today. We've been neglecting the fats. And, you know, 
I, I decided it's October, you know, we're getting into we're getting into cozy season, you know, the good time of year, fall, winter. If the weather around here would cooperate, I, I think it's a La Nina thing. We just uh, it just takes longer for cold weather to arrive. So yeah, it's October and it's like 79 degrees out there. It's not good. It's not good. I'm mad. But you know, about a week from now, things should be where they should be. All right, I'm, I am, I I never want to. Man, if I could just eliminate summer. Summer really is the worst season. I hate to sound like a BuzzFeed writer or someone like uh, a Vice Canada staff member. Summer's the worst season. And it's the worst because it doesn't know when to leave. It won't die. It will not end. Ugh. Sorry, got off on the rant there. But we're moving into cozy season. The thing about cozy season is it's also food season. You know, it starts with the, the Halloween candy, the pumpkin spice, the sugar. You move into Thanksgiving, the pies, the Christmas cookies, hot chocolate. Ah, all that stuff. And you really got to watch yourself because you can go off the rails pretty easily when the holidays roll around and you start getting, you know, start getting that sweet tooth. Um, but, uh, but that's a good thing, actually. It's a good thing to eat what your body craves. That's what the fats have told me. When I say fats, of course, I refer to the fat activists, the fat liberationists, the ones who claim this is a good thing. And I started thinking, we, we've addressed her a lot, uh, This, uh, the inventor of the word infinite fat. She invented the word, but we've only like barely discussed her on the periphery. I have a theory about this. It's, it's a funny thing about the fats. They don't have a big online presence in the ways that most other groups do. I mean, the vegans, they have r slash vegan. Even the incels have their incel forums. The neeps have r slash neat. You know, everyone's got their group except the fats. The fats, they kind of like to retreat to their own, like, private Instagrams or the blogosphere or podcasts. Um, it's a very insular thing. It's hard to find them on the internet. Um, it's, it's weird. And I have a theory... A lot of them anyway, like the big players in the game. I have a theory, um, well, it's sort of multifaceted. Uh, I, I think half of it is some of them are still kind of stuck in like the 90s internet kind of thing where they're still doing blogs. But I do think the reason that most of the stuff they do is like podcasts is, well, one, there's no images of them, you know. But but two, I legitimately think it is just because they, um, it's harder for you to... Uh, share share their goofiness and make fun of it when it's an audio only format that's that's just my theory i don't know but anyway but ash ash of the fat lip podcast the inventor of the term infinifat we uh we've mentioned her we've credited her to be sure to be sure we've talked about it but we haven't done a deep dive on her the same way we did on a, a marilyn Wan or uh who is the other one who is the other good one leslie kins well we talked about leslie briefly we could we could probably address her too but uh uh yeah we're here to talk about ash ash of the fat lip podcast so <sighs> oh yeah i i brought up the whole hard to find them online thing because well i have to admit i'm going to kiwi farms for this deep dive no i don't i don't advocate for kiwi farms i don't recommend going to the website not because it's it's boring or it's actually it's highly i can waste a lot of time on that website um I just don't think it's a very... Oh, it's actually 69 degrees right now. Sorry, just an aside. I looked over at the thermometer. It's actually a little better out than I thought it was. Anyway, what I was saying was... Kiwi Farms, like, the idea behind it is to just point and laugh at dumb people. Which, it's tempting. It's very tempting to do, but it's it's not a very good thing to do for a long time. Or much at all, really. Because, you know, I 
Personally, you know, my faith, I believe everyone's made in the image of God, everyone has dignity and self-worth, so, you know, you, you, you spend a lot of time pointing and laughing at someone that starts to feel gross because they're a human being. However, um, I think as a, uh, just a quick reference, just to cover Ash of the Fat Lip Podcast, um, because they do write up some all the goofy people, so I think it's, it's, I think it's okay, when there's no other resources here to draw from, I think we can... We can, we can we can stoop to the level of of, of the kiwi farms, all right. Anyway, I'm gonna say all that to say I, I got really into uh, the Phil Burnell's uh, uh, profile on there, you know, Dark Side of Phil, and that that's eating up an unfortunate part of my life. And I'm like, I don't actually care about this guy. Why am I why am I reading this? Like, it's not hate scrolling. You don't hate the guy. You just find him fascinating. But it's like, yeah, this really isn't, does not warrant my attention. But the, but the infinite fats definitely warrant my attention. So without further ado, Ash, Ashley Nischuk is a 38-year-old death fat. That's what they call the, uh, the fat activist on this website. Uh, for all her crass and insanity she posts, she does a better job than most of hiding personal info about herself. She was, is one of the front waddlers of the HEAS movement healthy at every size a little, little derisive uh, language but you know it is accurate she was she actually was approached in 2020 by my 600 pound life to be on it due to her size we did cover that she she told gabe uh, not no but f no you know remember that she has a sponsor super fit hero which seems to be the only brand that she can actually fit into because you know these are fast their the biggest concern is clothing surprisingly enough that's like the big thing about them but uh, she uh, she deletes things fast, very easily gets set off. Um, she's married to a guy named Travis Nischuk. Uh, she she postponed. What am I looking at? Was she starting a was she doing a documentary? Nah, I don't know. Anyway, she was married in December of 2017. Her husband does not is not a citizen. Uh, considering she did fat fetish porn before they met, and she continued doing it, it's safe to assume that her husband is into it too. Uh, weird. Weird that she's also a degenerate. Isn't that odd? She has no issues addressing her weight. Uh, article from 2018. Uh, for Ash, the experience of arriving somewhere that is inaccessible can be unsafe. She fears falling or breaking poorly designed furniture and seriously injuring herself. Did I even mention her weight? I think she's, she's 700, isn't she? Isn't she 700 pounds? Or was it 600? I don't know. Anyway. The fear of physical injury moves beyond the anxiety that I feel personally, and is an experience I keep front and center as I build Algo. Uh, I assume I'll figure out what these uh, projects are. Something called Vast and something called Algo. Um, I assume they're like documentaries or something, or websites or whatever that she's working on. Ash shared one story in particular with me. It's relatable and an excellent illustration of how the fat community needs to make more space for the experiences of infinite fat people. Alright, here's the story. When my husband and I were first dating, I made dinner for him and two of his friends, one of which I met for the first time that night. I was sitting in a chair, and I was mid-sentence when one of the chair's legs broke clean off. I immediately went crashing to the floor and everyone jumped up. It was a huge scene. My husband ran over to see if I was okay and helped me up, but I am a very fat person, you don't say. He's strong, but he couldn't lift me, so at this point I just started laughing because I was embarrassed and the situation was ridiculous. And of course this would happen in front of three mid-twenties able-bodied thin men. It's very, very sad. Very, very sad. Very sad. 
I told them I was just gonna stay on the floor for a minute. At this point, my focus was on figuring out how to get up, and my husband's friend somehow had the grace and presence of mind to ask the other guy to come outside on the balcony with him. It's just so pathetic you don't want to watch it. <laughs> he gave me some privacy, which was exactly what I needed. So, wait, 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 why do you need privacy? I thought this was like normal and you should be proud of yourself. Why, why, why shouldn't everybody be watching you right now? I thought you were a, a brave woman who, who needs to show off every every wonderful aspect of her body it's are, are you telling me there's something to be ashamed of about breaking the chair and not being able to get up off the floor huh anyway uh, i was in socks and the kitchen floor was waxed laminate and it was slippery and i couldn't get up on the counter so i had to crawl to the couch and push myself up ah it's like a like a turtle or something i, I don't even know what a good analogy is i think about this every time I, oof man getting up off the floor is hard for these people Anyway, Ash will also DMCA people who will put up the image of her fat scale and don't praise it. Fat scale. Oh, yeah. Remember the categories? Well, Ash had her own version of that. So if anyone posts it and makes fun of it, she will issue a uh, copyright takedown request. Uh, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. I've seen this before. The fatness spectrum as used on the fatlip.com. Uh, oh, and, and she explains. Anyway, so this fitness dude reposted my fatness spectrum graphic, and then I got a sudden influx of trolls. I immediately filed a DMCA claim, which is a copyright claim. Oh, thanks for telling me. And his post was taken down pretty quickly. The dude ended up posting a YouTube video about it, though, and he said he couldn't believe I would file a copyright claim because he just wanted to talk about it. Anyway, Superhero Fit. Apparently, that's like a, a athletic clothing company that struck a deal with her. Uh, it the pictures i'm sorry this is a podcast well maybe i'm not sorry this is actually sparing you the image of seeing her modeling these clothes you ever see like mashed potatoes like with tiny little legs that's that's ash i'm just saying uh let's see this person oh uh detailed uh, stats on how many porn clips she has for sale because yes you are you are very clearly a well-adjusted person if you're doing uh if you're doing porn for a living that seems like a good life choice you've You've made good choices. You're 600 pounds and doing fetish porn. You know what? You you are an example to look up to, ma'am. Uh, here are the beliefs she has about obesity and the medical... Prof- oh, a picture of her Amazon wish list. What is this? A, uh, a drive medical bariatric extra heavy-duty wheelchair. That's like 1300 bucks. That's a wide wheelchair, man. And, uh... <laughs> A livestock scale for animals with a thousand pound capacity. I think it's 800 bucks. <laughs> what has gone wrong in your life to where you actually put in the livestock scale in your Amazon wish list and you don't own livestock? You've taken the wrong turn somewhere. I think maybe, I think maybe your life's not quite going the way it should be. Just a thought. Anyway, let's look at some of her Instagram posts. Um, a weight-inclusive approach in a clinical setting aims to create an inclusive and healing environment which allows people to be experts about their own lived experience, name their concerns, redefine success on their terms, and connect it to what they desire for their lives. There's a lot of words just to say I want to be the god of my own universe and you can't tell me otherwise. I've noticed a lot of this stuff, a lot of this like self-empowerment, postmodern, gotta live my truth, I, all this like subjective like... All of this stuff. 
my own lived experience you basically it's it's the it's the biblical thing you want to be as god you want to be the god of your own world where you set the rules you define your identity and what you are and how everyone else must relate to you you want to be god it's it's the original it's the original sin you know eat this apple you will you will be as god in her case the apple was a uh, you know mountain dew thrashed apple and she consumed 40 cases of it at once but <clears throat> moving on um i can't tell by looking at a new patient what they might be doing with food or exercise and my experience symptoms of restricting blah 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 just quotes from like body positive doctors ah there's just walls of text how do people oh my goodness wall of text shame is bad for my health i would ask you to first do no harm and provide me with shame free health care it really occurs to me Body positivity, it's just a euphemistic term for a lack of dignity. It's not that they want to feel beautiful about themselves, it's that they don't want to care about how they look. Once they stop doing that, they can feel good because now there's no standards, you know, postmodern, nothing means anything now. They just have to lose any sense of dignity. I guess that's why they're often like obsessed with like being sexual in public and stuff like that, like, you know, doing porn for a living. But instead, they've lost all sense of dignity. They've just decided that it literally does not matter how they look, like they just have none, no dignity at all. And so, yeah, shame is not bad for my health because if I think, if I ever think at any point that I might be doing something bad, that's bad for my mental health. It's, that's just like, you might as well just roll over and die at that point. Your life is over. Your life is over. You start going down that path. It's just, it's just pathetic. Uh, Oh, by the way, whenever you read that someone died from obesity, they actually died from fat phobia, guys. It was the fat phobia that gave me that. (laughs) <laughs> that heart attack last night. It was the fat phobia that clogged my arteries after consuming a, a metric ton of refined grains. <laughs> the fat phobia did it, guys. I'm sure the hostess company, lovable as they are, had nothing to do with it. They've only done good things. They've only done good things. Anyway, Ash readily posts medical advice telling people with diabetes natural abortion and other disorders what does that mean natural oh okay so like you're too fat to get pregnant right 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 and other disorders that there's no reason to change their diets and that they should seek out anti-diet dietitians with experience Uh, oh she hands out the cards too the don't weigh me unless it's medically necessary if you really need my weight please tell me why so that i can give you my informed consent oh that doctor says love it when she comes in she also feels the fat people of Instagram marginalize her because she's too fat. To be really effing real, the fat positive community offers no support to people at the highest end of the fat spectrum. Those of us past 500 pounds or so, I feel like once you once you hit like 400 pounds, like you and the seven, it like it doesn't really matter at that point. Potato, potato. It's like Soviet Russia. Did they kill 20 million of their own citizens or 30 million? I mean, at that point, it's just a number. Like it's just, it's already like who cares at that point. Oh man. <sighs> anyway, we feel on the bones that we're too fat for fat Instagrams. I can't tell you how many times I've seen a beautiful fat collab project and screamed helplessly at my phone that yet again no infinite fat people were invited to participate. When was the last time you saw an infinite fat person on the panel at one of the body love cons? Even the online only ones that require no extra thought for accommodations. 
Oh, the oppression is real, guys. Oh, the oppression. Above all, we feel your deep-seated fear that we might be your future. Yes, actually, I do have a deep-seated fear that uh, one day I'll just completely lose my mind, lose all standards, lose all morals, lose all sense of shame and dignity, and just become a 700-pound crazy person ranting on the internet i am actually I'm, I'm pretty afraid that that could happen to me so i'm gonna make sure that doesn't happen i, I really don't want that to happen it must be an interesting life being like the ultimate example of what not to do uh, let's see here she thinks that retailers should be required to cater to people at least up to a 12x uh originally in 2018 she only wanted it to be up to 5x Hey, pandemic, you know, it changes things. You know, you get a little, uh, <clears throat> anyway. She constantly flips out that companies are not inclusive. She flipped out of her company standing it went to 16X because 16X was only 73-inch hips. What? She also states that Isles period underwear does not go high enough since it tops out at 5X. Thread users who sewed commented on the craziness of making clothes in these sizes, stating the bolt-up fabric itself would not have the width required and would require multiple bolts sewn together. Also mad that other plus-size influencers aren't as vocal as she is. Fight for Inclusivity was an event that she endorsed which called for a boycott for brands that she couldn't fit in. <laughs> well, you're the only one suffering. I don't know if you're going to get a lot of people to join you in the boycott, but anyway... She seemed at some point to realize that boycotting a brand that you already can't buy doesn't really have an effect. Ah, <laughs> oh, not exactly an Einstein over here. Uh, now she's given up on that and just wants brands to be run by fat people using fat seamstresses and fat designers. The swimsuit site she complains about here has 314 options for size. He gets. Ah, uh, complaining about Torrid. She has an account on. Baby, which F-A-B-I-E, which is a dating site for the super morbidly obese. How have I not heard of Faby? Faby is a social network and dating site for feeders, feedies, fat admirers, and BBW slash BHM. We're a quirky bunch of men and women who love words like curvy, thick, plump, belly, chubby, fat, obese, supersized, and so much more. Uh, 112,000 members and growing. Phoebe, pronounced like the woman's name Phoebe, was designed with the needs of the heterosexual community in mind, although we remain open to all people of all orientations. Ooh, I was getting a little mad there. Mmm, boy. Find out about the... Uh, I might have to join this website just for kicks and giggles, man. That could be a future Westboro's topic. I'm gonna have to get McLean in on this. Phoebe is a single obese 29-year-old. Okay, not literally. But the average age on Phoebe is 29. The average BMI is 32. He gets. And single people make up 82% of all active members. What does that mean? Phoebe skews young, obese, and single. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. The way the website is presented, it's a, it's a feeder website. So the idea is they're fat people who are looking for skinny people who have a fat fetish. Why aren't you dating fellow fat people? Could it be because you don't find them attractive? And you've and you've heard of these myths, these these legends that there's there's like there's some some like uh, skinny people out there who actually are attracted to fat people. Like they're they're like I don't know like albino squirrels or something. I know they're out there. So if I'm just if I'm lucky enough, I'll find one. <laughs> you people, ah. 
Uh, it turns out Phoebe has a favorite body part, and it isn't Belly's big butt superior to win the day. Nearly ending up, uh, blah, blah, blah. Oh, you can't. Degenerates. You're all degenerates. This whole thing is just a bunch of degenerates. Ah. Uh. They just they just go in completely. A, a lot of times you'll see like um, the fat people who be like, no no, it's not a fetish. We just we just prefer fat people. No, this website, Phoebe, they're just going completely into it. Like yeah, no, we we're totally into that. You can't. I wonder if that's where Ash found their husband. Let's see here. Here's her profile. Uh, new update. I used to be able to wear sexy two-piece lingerie sets, but my bottom hat outpaced any and all bottoms. Bottomless it is. Okay, nope, I'm out. Sorry, Ash. Sorry. <laughs> I'm getting texts from someone. This is not the time. I'm trying to do the, the work of advocating for fat acceptance. Alicia, leave me alone. Oh, it's false stuff. <sighs> yeah, so here's the thing. I, I basically become a, a, a white girl this time of year, guys. So, it's, yeah, it's it's sad. Alicia and I, unfortunately, now have much in common because we are both white <laughs> white women at the moment. <laughs> Nah, I'm kidding. Mostly. Okay, look. Only in the sense that I highly enjoy fall and Hobby Lobby is a place that I don't mind going into this time of year. I'm sorry. Does that make me a white woman? Maybe. I don't know. That, according to the gender ideologues, because I like these two things that skew feminine, that does make me a woman now. So please to meet you. I am Jaykina. Jaykina? Yeah, I'll go with Jaykina for now. But I'll let you know if that changes. Let's see here. Details about her uh, deal with Superfit Hero. Heavily entrenched in Hayes places the blame on others when they approach her about her own obesity. She's begun to censor words like obesity. Yeah, the obsity. The obsity. Yeah. Um, messages that they're attempting to tell her they're coming to a place from a place of kindness. She blasts as being. I won't. I won't repeat her vulgarities here. I'm better than this. Ah. She believes obesity of her size is an involuntary disability, and she should get government support and Medicare coverage for items required to live with it, such as mobility scooters. <laughs> she found the COVID vaccine to be fatphobic too. Well, of course it is. Um, no, she actually had a lot of posts about the vaccine being fatphobic. <laughs> okay, here we go. She coined the term Infinifat and began doing Infinifat February in 2018. Infinifebu... Infinifat... February. There's gotta be a way to mesh, mash those up. Febinifat? I like Febinifat. That's good. Let's do that. Oh, wait, no. This later became Infina First, where on the first of every month, she posts pictures of herself and other people who have sized out of all major retailers. She's actually included warnings for straight men to not thirst on them. I know, that was a big risk. Big risk. Whenever you post photos of 700-pound women, you're just gonna get so many guys in there, in there just... Adam Levine is going to be posting on all of their comments. It's going to be terrible. You don't want that. She stated she feels she isn't welcome in her own Infinifashion February due to her being heavier than anyone that posts in it. She decided to change this to January and then July, Disability Awareness Month, because she states she was taken away from Black History Month and harming people of color by doing so. She truly thinks this thing is so important it could have overshadowed Black History Month. This later became a one-day event since, quote, it was too hard to put herself out there for the trolls and too much hard work. It is so hard being an infinite fat activist, man. It is so hard. 
examples of the people she includes as an InfiniFirst and asks that only black InfiniFads give info for Venmo and PayPal wants others to donate for them simply because they're black? Ah, oh. oh, that's the intersectionality, man. It's just, oh, yes. Uh. Multiple rants about Instagram being fatphobic, uh, calls on all of her infinite fat friends to flood nudes and such on IG that protested. Yeah, you're really going to show that uh, Zuckerberg guy when you uh, post your nude selfie on Instagram. You, uh, you absolute child! You really think you're accomplishing literally anything by doing literally anything on the internet, you utter infantilized cretin! I'm sorry, sorry, sorry. Knee-jerk reaction, you know, it's my old fat phobia talking. Uh, at the end of 2016, she started the Fat Lip Podcast. At its core, Fat Lip is about radical self-love and the fearless defense of your body's autonomy. We want you to know that fat is not an indicator of health and health is not a moral imperative in any way. So, fat does not equal unhealthy, but even if it did, being unhealthy is not immoral. So I've covered all my bases here. You don't owe any explanation for your health or your size or how they relate to anyone. At the core is also hearing her get out of breath after talking for about 15 minutes. She stopped the Fat Lip Podcast to start Vast Press in 2021. She had a Patreon set up to fund the Fat Lip Podcast, but when she decided to Vast Press, she just edited and rebranded the same Patreon to be for Vast Press instead. What, what on earth is Vast Press? Fast Press Kickstarter made $15,000. Never showed any proof of how the money was being used. Well, I'm shocked. Kickstarter that was not completely open and transparent about where the money went? Huh. Weird. What is it? Is it a blog? I, guess, I think it's just like a website that fat people can write on. Yes, yes. Uh, she raised... She was, she was the editor of a, of a website. Yeah, okay. Um... Raised $15,000 for it, only paid the writers $2,000. How much of the rest went to food? Question mark? Anyway, Patreon, blah, 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 blah. Around 2017, she started wearing less clothing and just posted herself in bras, which will lead to some images being taken down by Instagram. By 2019, she was openly posting nudes to, quote, punish the trolls. <laughs> you really showed them. Hey, you call me gross and disgusting? Well, look at this. But you feel real silly now, you troll. Hey, like I said, no dignity. It's all gone. There's no dignity left in this one. <sighs> anyway, uh, 2020 lockdown, she's become even more misshapen. And it really shows what the body does when it no longer knows how to put, where to put fat. Uh, yeah, so her, her legs and, uh, you know, the... Like, her upper half, it's not too bad. I mean, it's morbidly obese, obviously. But let's take it's her lower half, where it's like the body's just like, where do we put this fat? And it's like, it's like she's, I don't know how you would put that. Like, not slug monster, but like, it really is. Her legs are like mashed potatoes, just lumps. She's just has these lumps of flesh, and you can't even tell what they are. Ugh. Anyway, this was about the time she became a part of the Algo app, which was an app to help fat people find places to eat. I honestly don't think that's an issue in the uh, fat community. I'm gonna, I'm just putting it out there. I think they're doing pretty good, pretty good on their own. I don't think they need help here. Uh, oh, it, it rated things like seating, etc., and failed miserably. 
The sap was funded via Kickstarter. They got over $55,000. And only lasted about a year until they got bored making it. Pretty much the only day they added for it was in Portland, Oregon. Oh, good! I can use this when I... If I ever feel the urge to drive a couple hours north, I can I can use this app. Mm, this is good. I have no way to search anything. Uh, basically, the app sucked and has been removed completely from all app stores. Made $55,000, though. Huh. Now, let's see here. She hopped on the BLM and LGBT wagon, I'm shocked, and started posting GoFundMes only for death fat black women and men. <laughs> oh, to like pay their rent and stuff. Oh, you gads. Uh, equates diet culture and racism, yada yada, I already know. The lingerie arc began this time on Instagram where she posts herself in lingerie sizes that have no reason existing. She watermarks them so people can't steal the images to use as their own. Oh yeah, I'm sure. Or a lot of people were doing that. Uh, anyway, details about my 600-pound life. Contacting her. We already covered this on the show. Breakdowns, fan art, art and tattoos, miscellaneous pictures. Uh-huh-huh. That about covers it for the main thing. Uh, whenever they have a thread on this website, by the way, then the rest of it is just... It's like the, the initial post. It's like the bio. And then it's just like a comment thread. An ongoing comment thread. So... Uh, apparently she's been uh, MIA for a while. Uh, nobody's heard out of her, so... Uh, anyway, uh, I regret checking her Twitter. It's just complaints about the new Game of Thrones show. I bet even if they did introduce a genderqueer 500-pound elf, she would still complain about it not being an elf of color. Seems like something she'd do, yeah. <laughs> Alright. I think that about wraps us up for Ash, and uh, I'm glad I could... In- I could- I'm glad... I could introduce you to her, uh, ladies and gentlemen of West Bros. Uh, when McClane comes back, I, I plan to chide him for not being more accommodating of the infinite fat black uh, mixin in his life. I know he's got several. I know he knows many of them. And he's just not being supportive enough. He's got to work on that. I am so sick and tired of him. Just, mm. Anyway, thanks for coming by. It's, uh, it's been a time. It's been a time. <laughs> <laughs>